the agents of positive change, also known as AOPC, had no prior knowledge of the questions I was about to ask them. The third question involves another agent of the opposite sex and race, also on the same mission, appearing next to them. You figure out the second question. On that note, I'll see you on the other side. If you found yourself in the year 1723, during the height of slavery, armed with the knowledge and experience you have now, what would you do? So in a nutshell, with all the experience you've got, the knowledge, all the travel experiences, people you've spoken to, the positions you've held, conversations, conferences you've been to, everything up until this present moment, this right second, and you open your eyes and you find yourself in 1723 in the southern part of the United States of America. Nothing with you, just the clothes on your back. The real you. 100 meters ahead of you, you see people walking on the plantation. You know the people walking on the plantation. They are the slaves. And you see a white guy on a horse. Just 100 meters right in front of you. In 5 minutes time, they will see you. So of course you've got grass, shrubs around you. So the question is, what's the first thing you do? And what are your next 5 moves? Hello there. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. Please consider subscribing and giving us a like. Every single subscription reach more listeners and we're on a mission to build a community of 100,000 subscribers across all social media channels. Consider following us on Facebook and Twitter and any other social platform of your choice. Thank you, enjoy. So you said I'm in America, you said? The southern part of the US? Um, I'm in the south. With the knowledge that I have now, oh goodness, I would try to escape from somewhere. Hmm, that is a very interesting question. 300 years ago, we were slaves, so... <laughs> hmm, 1723 in the U.S. as a black man. Huh. <laughs> well, first of all, I need to... I want to find out if slavery has been abolished because I'm not sure when it was and when it wasn't. Peak <laughs> slavery. Ah, with everything that I know now. <laughs> Yee, that's a that's a tough one. I arrive out of nowhere with all my experience as from this life. So the first thing I would do, of course, I would look around. Where am I? You would look for people, see how they were dressed. At that point, I would figure out I'm back in time, and I'm definitely not in Denmark. <laughs> Looking at that, I, at first I would be in shock. I would definitely hide because I wouldn't quite know how, what my role would be as a woman landing there. And as a white woman, first of all, I had to think of my protection because I want to survive as far as long as I can, right? So I have to figure out, okay, what is my reason for being here? What can I do with what I have, what I know, right? So first I hide and then I think. Context is key. At, you know, at some point getting my bearings straight, I would realize kind of where and when I am, but also seek out the truth first. At one language, can I speak to you and you speak to me? Can we speak together? Because if not, the saying goes, communication is half the battle or showing up is half the battle. So we able to do that. But then I would think all the knowledge, but straight to God's word, the gospel said something about you shall be kind or you know, compassionate to the, the foreigner and the slave, for you were once slaves in a foreign land. Despite whatever man's intentions, God still reigns gloriously. And I realized you appeal to the heart and the soul, to the spirit. And I would speak on the people I see, the plantation, the, 
the slaves and the slave owners, and I might address them differently. From what I know, that I might even be hearing um, the spiritual song, uh, Moses, something about let my people go. Compose myself, I suppose mentally brace myself for <laughs> the possibilities that can happen <laughs> in the next five minutes once I am seen by this person on the horse. My, I suppose my first thing is to formulate story in my head, formulate a story of why I am here in my clothes. And address straight to the issue because it's God's word and his authority saying, look, man was not meant to be enslaved to man, to no one, but God alone. And he's, we're not slaves, but ultimately be his children. And you can't enslave children, you know? A, a slave does not abide in the house forever, but a son does. And whoever the son sets free, free indeed, in entitled position in everything. To be honest, I'm gonna have to get butt naked. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to strip, let it all hang out, you know? Because the attire that I would be wearing would be very foreign and I don't want to give them any excuse as to, you know, just to try and blend in with the times. I'll probably strip naked, make up a story and along the lines of I'm a lost slave. I guess I get up, look around, see if I can see any signs of life. If I do find somebody, I guess see if you can dialogue with them and then see if they can help you. I don't know how different the English in 1723 is. I don't know. See, my my knowledge of history um, is not that great because I don't remember where, what's her name? That lady, oh my goodness. Underground Railroad, she used to have seizures and she was just incredible. I don't know why her name has escaped me but I will try to find what's happening there. So I guess I would essentially network and see what's going on. I'll pretend to be cool, you know, the master will be there, I'll be cooking the food, but I'll definitely be trying to drum up some kind of rebellion. I need to find out who's who, what's what, and where she is, um, yeah, and try to kind of do that, escape to the, to the north, go to New York. That's what I would do with the knowledge that I have now. Knowing what I know now, and knowing that at that time it was there were still enslaved people. I would probably have in more of a network mind frame and think that like, okay, I need to, I would definitely go to them. I would speak with them. I'm from a different place where we're free, a place where we're free and a place where we are thriving, a place where we are one of the most intelligent and vibrant people. And I want to share how you can make your situation better information about renewable energy sources and how they can start to implement them. Then I would share with them like patent, patency and things like that so that they can put their names on it or at least try and get into some kind of cahoots with those in power to, to, to somehow name stamp it. Like having their own land. I would ask for an invitation to their home um, and so that we can speak again, but I would probably disguise it because there's a white person there, I'd probably disguise it and say that I need some help with um, either something that would be culturally relevant to them at the time, whether it would be a, a food type or any activity that they did during that time. I would be like, I need to do this. Can you please help me? And, and then I'd be like, offer something that I can give them in return to pay for that. Yes, something along the lines of I'm a lost slave. One, because I wouldn't have a brand on me. So I can't I can't make an excuse saying that, oh, I'm just going to take a piss or something like that because I'll need to be branded by my owner. Yeah, I would have to be like a lost slave or when I say lost, lost in terms of I just got off the auction block. They ain't branded me yet. <laughs> I think how I do it and I would, well, from my own experience and 
lessons through history, know and expect persecution, but be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. And then once I speak forth his word, then read the situation and appeal for their benefit, not their detriment. Ultimately, at God's leading, if he tells me to run, I run. If he tells me to stay, I stay. If he tells me to do something else because I am just as much human as them and just as much subject to birth date dash death date is my legacy. The point is to be set for eternity, not just for time. Whatever we do in time, God is able to repay manifold abundantly. So I know we said three things, but somewhere in there, I guess three points. Foundation, which is already laid, as Paul said, is, is Christ and simplicity in Christ, the chief cornerstone. But the knowledge that I know and everything else that I have um, already gathered. Well, the first thing I would do is in America, my main goal will be one, survival to start off with and not to get myself into a situation where I'm working on the plantation because <laughs> we all know how that went. Um, so what I would want, what I would do first is find the, the group or the people or the political party or the influences of people that are working towards the abolition of slavery. So that could include certain areas. Well, I know the South was the worst. So getting myself from wherever I am to the areas geographically in the States that are more pro-abolition slavery, that would be number one because that will cover my safety and or at least put me in a better position of survival safety-wise as a black man. Thinking about the history of slavery and how many years to come of slavery because slavery in that year is still early, right? It's still early. There's many years of slavery to come and with that whatever comes with that as well. Thinking, okay, would it be smart to pretend that I would be friendly with the farmer? try to survive there in that space or would I approach the slaves and inform them of what's going on here even though of course they know what's going on would it, would it be possible for someone like me to come and tell them you know what you have to do something because otherwise it's gonna keep going for as long as until present um, because I think it was really difficult for them back then I think a lot of people say oh you know they just they just lied down and they just took it you know they didn't fight but they were probably as smart as we are now <laughs> and I think it's nice it's easy to look in you know back in retrospect what do they say or do they the hindsight is very clear or whatever they say um but yeah I think a lot of people say oh they would have done this they would have done that but I know deep inside back then racism it was so entrenched so sy systemic it was just overwhelming it engulfs you so I think what I know now just try to talk to people make some friends out there and figure out how we're escaping yeah it might be slow it might not even be my generation that escapes i'm sure lots of people were like oh gosh yeah this is gonna be my generation and they passed away and it was like three generations later that finally left so nice and slow easy does it that's what i would do with the knowledge i have now <laughs> secondly would be understanding or aligning myself with people in the community that are the leaders or the CEOs or directors of certain companies or in certain industries, most probably banking for me, because that's where my skills um, would be able to assist me. Um, so align finding myself in, in that sort of uh, circle, being able to talk to those people and let them know um, uh, the skills that I have. And also without giving away the, f I mean, it's not like I've time traveled, but let's just say I have all those skills. 
Um, so I won't be thinking about exposing that I know all this knowledge, but it was just more giving those ideas and um, so that they, they know that I can be someone influential with the knowledge and the skills that I have. So finding myself into that circle, that would be number two. Right, let's wrap our heads around what's actually going down in 1723 in the United States of America. In 1723, the area that would later become the United States was a collection of British colonies on the eastern part of North America. The picture of this region during that time would include the following aspects. The colonial structure. The British colonies were primarily concentrated along the Atlantic coast. Major colonies include Virginia, Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, Maryland, New York, New Jersey, and the Carolinas. Carolina. Anyway, each colony had its own government, often with a governor appointed by the British Crown and a locally elected assembly. Population and settlement. The population of the colonies was relatively small compared to later periods, and settlements were mostly along the coast and near rivers, which were crucial for transportation and trade. Makes sense. The population was a mix of European settlers, primarily from England, Scotland, and Ireland as well as enslaved Africans and Native American tribes. Economy The colonial economy was diverse and largely agrarian, with agriculture being the dominant sector. Tobacco, rice, and indigo were major cash crops in the southern colonies, while the middle and northern colonies engaged in a mix of agriculture, fishing, and commerce. The economy was also closely tied to the British mercantile system with trade routes connecting the colonies to Britain and West Indies. Society and culture. Society in the colonies was stratified with a clear hierarchy based on wealth, race, and to some extent, uh, religion. Enslaved Africans formed a significant part of the population in the southern colonies where they were forced to work on plantations. In terms of religion, there was more diversity in various Protestant denominations be predominant, but religious tolerance varied by colony. Relations with Native Americans The relationship between colonial settlers and Native Americans was complex and often fraught with conflict. As settlers expanded their territories, disputes over land and resources became common, leading to frequent tensions and sometimes violent confrontation. Yes violent confrontation. Colonial governance. The colonies were governed under British rule, but they had a degree of autonomy in their internal affairs. Each colony had its own legislature, which made local laws and governed alongside the colonial governor. The political landscape was increasingly influenced by ideas of self-governance and rights, setting the stage for future tensions with British. Urban centers. Cities like Boston, Philadelphia, New York, and Charleston were important urban centers, acting as hubs of commerce, politics, and culture. These cities were relatively small by today's standards, but were growing and increasingly influential. Makes sense. Frontier regions. Beyond the settled coastal areas, much of the territory was considered the frontier, inhabited by various Native American tribes and a few European traders and settlers. The frontier was a zone of both exchange and conflict between different cultures. So, in summary, the region that would become the United States in 1723 was a patchwork of British colonies with diverse economies, societies, and cultures, experiencing both growth and the challenges of a new world.
Hello there. I hope you are enjoying the podcast. Please consider subscribing and giving us a like. Every single subscription reach more listeners and we're on a mission to build a community of 100,000 subscribers across all social media channels. Consider following us on Facebook and Twitter and any other social platform of your choice. Thank you. Enjoy. seeds of American identity and the struggle for independence were already being sown in this early colonial period Hmm. as property. Slave trade and the Middle Passage. The transatlantic slave trade was a key source of labor for the colonies. Enslaved Africans were brought over in large numbers through the horrific Middle Passage, enduring brutal conditions during the voyage. Upon arrival, they were sold as slaves at the slave markets to plantation owners and other colonists. African and African-American population. The enslaved population in the colonies was primarily of African origin. Although by this time, a great number of African-Americans were born in the colonies. So African cultural influences began to blend with colonial American culture, contributing to the unique cultural landscape of the region. Resistance and rebellion. Resistance to slavery was present in various forms, from individual acts of defiance to organized plots and revolts. However, the legal and social systems of the time severely limited the ability of enslaved people to resist their condition openly. Take note of this one because it will become apparent when our agents of change are now living in 1723. Economic dependency. The economy of the southern colonies was heavily dependent on slave labor. The wealth generated from agriculture powered by enslaved workers was a significant contributor to the prosperity of these colonies. Social and racial dynamics. The existence of slavery had a profound impact on social and racial dynamics in the colonies. Racial hierarchies were deeply ingrained with whites holding positions of power and privilege and enslaved Africans and their descendants facing systemic oppression. Regional differences. While slavery was more dominant in the southern colonies, it existed in the northern colonies as well. Though to a lesser extent, the economies of the northern colonies were more diverse and slavery played a less central role. So, in 1723, the future United States was a land where slavery was an entrenched institution, especially in the south, shaping the economy, society, and culture in ways that would have lasting impact for centuries. This stranger from the future, essentially. Oh, wow, yes. How, I mean, I don't know the quote-unquote official rules or best practices, but kind of put my arms and hands out like saying, hey, look, you know, like, like a dog, come lick my hand, no threat here, you know. Wow, I don't know what word I would say. Um, first off, I guess be silent, I guess let God speak through me or speak to me what to say. Coming into you know, a, a unknown territory, terra incognita, as they say. And so I don't know how they'll respond, but I'm just vulnerable at that point. <laughs> wow, what a life-changing five minutes. And number three would be building wealth to purchase as much land, as much land assets and as much um, shares in certain what I believe will be profitable companies as possible. So yeah, number one is survival. Number two is getting into influential circles. And number three is securing finance. Oh my goodness. I would, so I just landed there. I would need to hide and scout out the location. So if it was on a plantation, I would need to hide. I can't let anybody see me. See, now that I close my eyes, yeah, I can't let anyone, I need to scout out the situation, see what people's patterns were, what they do day to day, what time they wake up, who works. I need to figure out who, who is the leader? What are they concocting? You know, who's the person that I can actually approach and be like, hi, you don't know me. I'm British. I don't know why I'm here. (laughs) 
and they're like, what's this girl saying? Why isn't she working in the fields? Why aren't her hands, her hands calloused? <laughs> Um, you know, why she got these lashes on? Um, I think I would be like, yes, you don't know me, but you know, this is what's happened. I know it sounds crazy, but um, I can I can try and help. You know, I'm from 2023, slavery was abolished. They'll probably think I'm insane, I'm crazy. They might even like snitch on me. Um, but I'll try that first. If I see that the person's trustworthy, then something can happen. If not, I'll go back to my hiding place. But initially I can't be seen. I need to find some kind of hiding place, whether it's in the treetops tree or something. Yeah, that was the first thing I'd, I would do if I just landed there. Oh gosh, this is interesting. You know, it's gonna be smaller and smaller and smaller, maybe depending on who's viewing that, but there's gonna be echoes in the future of this, what's happening right now. Best scenario would be to inform the slaves of what to come for their children in the future and to tell them that they won't lose anything of trying to stand together, right? And they're gonna live in fear. But that would be worth it. To try to communicate that to that group of people would be the best thing to do. I would lie and be like, I'm owned by one of the richest men from a different part of the US. And I would say a name. He owns me, like personal slave. And that's why I look the way I look because I'm very well taken care of. Um, he's extremely rich and he's extremely wealthy and he's extremely powerful. But I've been sent here under his direct orders to share um, some information on how you can capitalize further on your slaves. And the reason why he's he sent me is because I'm a smart slave who talks real good. <laughs> I talk real good and then I look real good. And so he knows that when he sends me to places, I'm the best representation of his brand because I am the, the product that he's selling. <laughs> Yeah. If I sacrifice this, there's an end to it. My birth date, between birth date and death date, you know, I'll leave whatever legacy I leave, my name, but ultimately for me, you know, and others for, who are for God, it's for our Father and for Christ that it's His legacy and He repays us. And I guess this is a part of me being ready and prepared before then and, and also in that moment getting prepared. Uh, so I guess once I'm in their visibility range, I'm like I said, I'm walking, I'm cautious but optimistic, so I'm, I'm kind of walking slow. And whatever I speak, I don't know, there's something along the lines of, you know, I come in peace. I kind of have my hands out ready. I come, I come bearing good news, you know. Say kind of what I, whatever's come to mind in, in the process of preparation. And just try to start having that conversation, you know, that, that phrase icebreaker. But I mean, setting the tone, like... This is who I am, this is why I'm here, you know. With the same parameters of in the next five minutes, um, the man on the horse is going to spot me. And the only change is that obviously I know that I'm on a mission to end slavery and its effects in the next 50 years. I don't think anything is going to change in terms of my next move in that five minutes. It's still going to be a case of formulating an excuse or a reason why I'm here. And yeah, I'm still going to get butt naked because my attire will still be out of the ordinary. Also, I would not be branded, so the story is going to fall along the lines of I'm lost, hence why I'm not branded. Once they spot me, then it would be me explaining to them that, yes, I'm a lost. I was a lost slave, but I haven't been branded because I just, you know, came off the boat, the auction block, I got lost, yada, yada, yada. I mean, regardless of hate and everything, if you can prove yourself to be useful, a lot of people would just kind of... We don't like them, obviously, 
but you know they make good horseshoes or something you know that that if you have some sort of use first thing i wish is that i had more like knowledge of like agriculture and that would be one because i think at that time especially would be those kind of things would be very helpful maybe as well as engineering that's the railroad industry mining industries and stuff like that so i mean ideally it'd be find a place see if you can find a town that you can settle in and just see what you can do to solve the problems in that town if it's something to you know some kind of commerce or some sort of selling or just really find just find a way to make yourself useful there were there were slaves that were in the field and there were slaves that were in the house so to them they could just be oh, okay you're just you're gonna be a butler or something. my tactic would be to blend in as quick as possible with whoever has spotted me so if i've been spotted by my fellow slave people <laughs> then it's you know, it's it's me going into the into a character of I'm just a fellow slave slaver person, and um, you know, just got lost a little bit, and you know, where which cotton are we picking again? All right, let's go go into that cotton. Let's let's get it. Um, if it's a slave master, then it's obviously playing the role of <clears throat> a slave that's sort of you know, hey, I, I would I would act the part the part. Don't think exposing myself in any way to show that I'm not from around there would be beneficial for me because if i go to the to the farmer and trying to get in there and trying to forget that it's not gonna work out. i'm just gonna be miserable in there and something's gonna happen and and i will risk my own because he, he's gonna think who is this crazy person coming in here so i think best uh, step would be to pray that go into the to the group of slaves and try to talk with them and tell them that it's now or never i wouldn't be able to say i would do this and that because you would have to feel the situation you would have to feel are they gonna be threatened by me or are they gonna be do they want to attack me or or out of fear are they even gonna listen to what i have to say would i even have a voice there you have to find who's the leader if there's a leader in the group or the strong one or the one who have has more energy and uh, and some with a little bit of hope left and someone strong i think strong minded so i've got this one ally right okay so i'll definitely try to hatch a plan so i would ask what does he know about if there is a revolution honestly my american history is not great harriet tubman that was her name so i'll say what does what do they know what's their knowledge what have they heard even if it's rumors even if it's fantasies that oh i heard you know up north they're doing this they're doing that i need as much information from them as possible and then what they know from other people as well um even if things sound far-fetched so once i know that then i think i can start planting a seed you know and trying to build the dream of this ally that i have um and you know asking about what if there's any previous escapes that have happened and what the consequences have been because i want to keep my limbs <laughs> I do want to keep my my legs, <laughs> but um, yeah, ask him what has happened so far. What's the history of this place? Um, and yeah, so I want to figure out what's been happening so far. What he knows, if there's any any flyers, anything that's happened. Um, yeah, so that's what I would do. Just gather some information, plant the seed, and go from there. She wasn't alive because I know she died. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. I was like, no, she's not alive. Maybe a great great grandmother. <laughs> Phase one and two of alone time with God and then time with the woman, yeah. my contemporary, or kind of a mixture of both to get on the same page, same foundation. The, if the ultimate goal is the same, then we're working together, white and black, male, female. But that's perfect picture because Christ says in him, there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Jew, Gentile, national, all, all these dividing distinctions are gone.
My first step is to speak to my white comrade. He needs to play his role and he needs to kiki with the, the the most powerful and make sure that he can sell them on who he is that he's the richest and the most powerful and this is how he's gonna make people richer and more powerful but he needs to stay in close communication with me because i'm going to basically be someone that is able to actually get into the community you know but then it then it'd be up to you to sort of see if you could elevate I mean, because, I mean, either way, you're a servant, so it's like, see how you can put yourself in a place where you can elevate not being considered property. If he sees you as human, you know, and, and not property, then he starts to look at everybody else that's in the plantation as well as not not being property, and that kind of helps. Hopefully, that would help in overall treatment. This should be a little bit easier, probably, if we are on the same page. First of all, he's a male and he's black. That means he has a voice between, you know, in the group of the slave, right? But the thing is, the one thing is knowing the history and bringing knowledge that can, if you're smart enough, maybe give you a strategy or tactics on how to. But the thing is, you have to adapt and blend in because you cannot just tell people we're going to get burnt or hanged or lynched or whipped. So you have to figure out how you're going to do that and... Of course, it's going to take time probably to convince people or the slaves that we have to stand together and make a rebellion and start a civil war or whatever. But are they ready for that? And seeing what do we have around here as tools that can help us? You know, maybe to improve their working conditions, maybe if they see you as, you know, a contemporary and you're also useful, then they start seeing the slaves that are there as also, you know, hey, maybe I'm wrong. You know, the way that they treat them possibly gets a little better. If that plantation becomes more profitable, you're going to have other plantations that are going to be like, hey, what are you doing different that we're not doing? You might just go over there and be like, okay, well, teach them how to do this. Just like a like a modern day corporation. Because you're at the top eating all the money and you have all the worker bees below you. Is there really any difference right now from then? You got the guys at the, the, guys at the top are still making tens of millions and you're here eating your... You're 70,000. It's a difference of how you see somebody. If you can make it so that they see you as, you know, human at least, and a contemporary, then I think it goes a long way. If it was an option, I definitely would. Um, I'll try not to scare them too much, but I definitely would. Um, I don't know how I would, you know, broach the subject. You know, I don't know if I would I'll kind of like try to assimilate and actually dress like someone in 17, you know, 23 and go that way and just be like, oh, hi, you know, I'm a British person. Da, 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 da. I definitely will try that first. I think they would definitely believe me. And I think they'd be like, this must be a sign. This must be an omen. Get established together and that we find the harmony within us. And then we essentially are functioning as his one body as only two members members of the same body, complementary to one another, that we're we are in harmony with God ultimately, but also with one another. So the amplitude is even greater. It's a greater effect. Basically, he's going to be our mouthpiece. So he's going to mobilize other white people who have even an ounce of hope that they can change. He's going to get them, but he's going to make sure that those ones that he gets are equally powerful and influential. So he needs to play his cards. We need a man on the inside and that's him. This person's come. She's nothing like the people that I've seen around here. Um, this must be a sign that I should forge forward. So I'll definitely try to scope them out. So that 
first ally that I meet, I'd be like, is there any, you know, is there any of the white men that you still, you know, that you see that seem to be on our side? And if they let me know, then I'll definitely try and approach them. Again, scope them out first and then, and then do that. So yeah, that would definitely be something that I would endeavor to do. Because she's obviously there. And uh, as a master, you can actually determine whatever I am to wear. Um, so it will be us approaching them them seeing us and explaining to them that you know this is my slave or whatever um we're lost she's going to be doing the talking um uh, they're going to be more i said this is going to happen most likely they'll be more receptive to her and obviously take us in feed her put me with the other uh slaves and um eventually begin formulating a plan from there so the next sort of few the stages are going to be just assimilating not assimilating but interacting with the man on the horse to be able to get them to take us to or take us in we won't eat i can fast you know i probably had a really good dinner before i came <laughs> i use my seven day fast perfect timing we have to have a cover story right maybe i'm from another farm and i i bring the slave here <laughs> with me or something horrible to say that out of my mouth and then we come because um my slave really is good about agriculture and does this specific thing that is really good and is so good for the harvest uh we would try for free if we just need food and logic but we want to test it we did very well there and we're gonna see with his um with his knowledge and he's gonna oh this is good and he's gonna inform the other slaves on how to do it but they need time to so he can convince and blah blah and he's gonna he's smart so he's gonna figure out something to say and then they're gonna pretend they do something else while they are planning on and informing and making the plot of taking over that's what we're gonna do actually class has a benefit to my survival because one, she has the privilege of not being treated the way I would be treated when I've been spots approach her very quickly and have that conversation with her. Obviously, it's going to be, oh my God, where did we come from? Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh. And then we first sort of realize what, what the situation is and where we are. My conversation with her would be, look, we need to play the part uh, because us making a big noise and sort of letting people know that we're not from around here may not work in our favor as we may think it will because this is a very old time and people do think a little bit backwards including just the fact that anything that's an anomaly um even in this time and age people will look to dissect and inspect and run experiments and all that sort of jazz or they might just think we're crazy and yeah so to avoid all that we need to blend in but we also need to reconvene and have a proper discussion when we can so obviously i'm gonna roll with my people and blend in you gotta roll with your people blend in keep it all hush hush let's meet up when we can at a certain place or whatever whatever and we need to then talk to see how we can figure this out or how we can sort it out so we'll be taking a risk because my hopes would be she herself is an inherent racist and she's like shit well he's like damn i've been dreaming of this <laughs> i get to i get to own slaves and i have all this knowledge <laughs> which to her i would probably be the <laughs> a problem because <laughs> so i'll be taking a pretty big risk in that sense but uh because she's here makes me feel even better because i feel like then you can at least <laughs> 
appeal to her better heart you know maybe she might be a bit more emotional compared to if it was a white guy because then i know for sure this white guy's like what <laughs> even though he might have been a freedom fighter back in 2023 he gets transported and he sees things firsthand he's like yo let's go oh when should i pack yeah, so when do we begin? A lot of freedom fighters died for the cause, so we need to be with the ones that don't die for the cause, but manage to keep it running um, so we can achieve that goal. So yeah, it's actually very doable. I love it. When do I pack? Thank you very much for listening to this podcast episode of Reflections. If you like this episode, please leave a positive review at podchaser.com and share it with the world. And if you've got any questions, let's continue the conversation at Reflections on your social platform of choice. Remember, don't settle and move the needle instead. Let your actions today turn the wheel of positive change.